Welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast, awakening the divine feminine in birth, business, and spirituality. My name is Samantha, and in this podcast, I'll be having conversations with movers and shakers from around the world on a range of topics. I truly believe that when we tap into the areas around birth and business and spirituality, there is true potential for change in the world. The time is now to create the future of our dreams. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. In today's episode, we have Rebecca Wilson. Rebecca Wilson facilitates shamanic womb healing and right blessings. She is the founder of Womb Connection Healing and Awakening, which has been birthed from her personal journey of womb awakening. She holds a powerful earth-filled medicine, which naturally infuses all her work and offerings. She's deeply connected to nature and finds her inspiration with the elements. Rebecca is a channel for the sacred energies of divine mother frequency, connecting heaven on earth through the new earth templates, earthline grids. She holds a healing transmission for the birth of a new earth. I really, really love this conversation with Rebecca. We take a deep dive into the wisdoms of the womb, starting with the trauma that many of us hold in our wombs, how we can start the process of healing our wombs, and when we truly start this journey of healing and inner work, we can then start to live our life to the fullest and find true power and purpose. This conversation is a beautiful transmission of love and light, a spiraling journey of the feminine. I truly hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. All right, welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast. This is Samantha, and for our fourth episode, we have Rebecca Wilson here with us today. I'm so excited to have her. She is a facilitator of shamanic womb healing and rites blessing. She is the founder of Womb Connection Healing and Awakening, which has been birthed from her personal journey of womb awakening. She is a womb keeper, womb healer, wise woman, spirit baby and birth doula and this is our second conversation together and I again thank you so much for coming back and speaking with me we really I love our conversations (laughs) yeah yeah thank you for having me and yeah me too the first one was pretty powerful so yeah Mm. so excited to be back yeah so we I think we've had a little bit of this conversation before um mm. but much of our much of our work stems from working with our own trauma and healing ourselves. Can you share a little with us what has led you to do the work that you do today in helping women yeah um yeah so i I mean I always share this that my work is a, a kind of a byproduct of my personal journey, so everything that I work with or through or support women. On some level, I have worked through and journeyed in my own personal healing path. It really began with a more kind of physical uh, way in of connecting to my womb through menstrual cycle awareness and health Mm. and the physical body and diet and nutrition. And as always, we take one step on these, these paths and the next minute we are walking this kind of great labyrinth of um, Mm. the experience and 
you know, I always connect to the womb as this spiral energy, which it really is. There's just Mm. no end. And over time, that journey has taken me deeper into then understanding through my menstrual cycle, the inner seasons, and then even deeper, the emotions and energies and patterns of behavior that have almost been stored here in this space Mm. and you know ancestral or lineage patterns and things that you see that move through family systems um, all the way through to kind of the greater kind of macro collective feminine wounding Mm. and the patterns that live there that of course live outside us and within us in our own personal story or narrative this journey has taken me all the way back to the beginning of time of this time in Mm. this life of my healing through conception, my personal conception, my gestation and my own birth. Yeah. So it's been a really powerful, great initiation in so many levels. Mm. And I'm sure there's many more to come because the womb, you know, she brings that to us. Yeah. Beautiful. I I love that. I love that. I mean, this is our journey. Like it's always a journey going deeper, deeper within. And I think it's so powerful what you're doing with to help women in that womb space, because this is this is the our powerhouse. This is our creation space. And it's not just creation of babies, but it's creation of our life, of our ideas. And but there's so much trauma that gets stored there. And I think that like right now, it's such a potent time. And I think healing those traumas and tapping into our feminine energy is more important than ever, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you share a little bit more about how you help women working through traumas and healing through the womb space and things yeah. that that we find there? <laughs> yeah. Well, to speak to the womb as this space of holding she is an and she is the like a a hollow organ and her kind of energetic job is to hold she holds the womb lining until she menstruates and releases she holds the pregnancy until she births so her kind of energetic understanding of her job shall we say in very basic terms is to hold things until they're ready to be released or to Mm. be birthed so of course this space kind of just um yeah, she she will hold all that is pressed into her. So whether that's like culture, conditioning, societal kind of imprints, patterns, belief systems, things that we've learned from family that we believe to be true. So we just take it on as our own. And this is mm-hmm. where we can find all of these traumas, things that happen to us throughout our life, anything to do with our, our uh, sexuality, our feminine energy our body, our conception beliefs, family kind of patterning and belief systems around uh, creativity, around sexuality, around uh, birth, around conception, around what it is to be a woman, a mother, a lover, uh, a maiden, a crone, <laughs> all <Sorry>. the things. <laughs> yeah. So she's just like, hey, I'm really good at holding things. I'll just take that and I'll just pop it in here. And then that becomes this kind of like energetic portal, which becomes Mm -hmm. this transmission. It then becomes an embodied living transmission that our womb and uh, the rest of our body kind of holds a specific shape, shall we say, not necessarily a physical shape, but an energetic Mm -hmm. shape that then almost attracts specific keys. I talk about this with the womb a lot, like the womb is a specific lock. And it attracts a specific key. 
And it's only when we change the energetic lock that we attract different shape keys. So the keys mm. or codes or life experiences on a very kind yeah. of simple term. So when the womb is holding a specific shape of trauma or a specific imprint or like, you know, I'm not creative or I'm not connected to my or sexuality is shameful. It's going to keep mm. on attracting that code, that key, that life experience to reinforce yeah. that pattern because patterns really don't want to be seen and they definitely don't want to die because it's painful. No. So they're no, like, okay. how can I stay exactly as I am? Oh, well, I'll keep on attracting. I'll just things. keep bringing that in, mirroring that. Yeah, into yeah. The to reinforce the pattern as right. Like, you know, yeah. it's so subtle and very sneaky. So we have to be really kind of consciously aware of what is living within us. And, mm. and, you know, and really doing this, like, it's almost like an energetic reshaping or restructuring of our bodies, our hearts, our wombs. Um, and even deeper in the womb space for women, when that, yeah, reprogramming or restructuring starts to happen, it's so amazing what frees up, which essentially is this creative life force, which can be brought mm. through to anything, right? It can be then the conscious conception of a child and a primal ecstatic birth. It can be the conception of an idea, a vision, a business. I'm sure mm. your process of, with all yeah. of your work was this, yeah. you know, a lot of conscious women yeah. I speak to is like, I had yeah. this vision, I conceived this idea, I was gestating it, I birthed it. And it's when we've done the clearing through the womb, we are birthing whatever we are birthing into the world through a healed frequency rather mm. than a traumatized energy. Traumatized. We mm. will still birth even if we've got trauma in our womb space. Yeah. We will still our visions, our creations, our children but they will be coming through that energy transmission rather than a more clearer space of a greater connection to the earth, to love, mm. to a higher consciousness. Um, yeah, so that's really that piece that I always speak to about birth in the new earth is through the awakened womb, whatever that yeah. birth is. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow, you just really explained it so eloquently. <laughs> it was really, I love listening to that because it's, mm. and it's so important because we all, I think if you're a woman walking this planet right now, you're going to have a level of trauma and probably more, a lot of trauma that's stored in our womb because like you, you, you hit on it. It's ancestral. It's been passed down like from our lineage, mm. you know, and we're living in this patriarchal society where there's, yeah, this misconception, like you said, our sexuality, there's so much. And then what I really love what you said is that it also gets passed through preconception and into our birth. So we're getting born with trauma, like the lineage and then our own births. So it's like, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it can feel like a lot. It can, it can. And, mm -hmm. you know, sharing this information is never to overwhelm anybody, but just mm -hmm. to bring higher states of awareness and consciousness to uh, what does exist to be able to then look at it with a gentle curiosity um, yeah but yeah of course we are imprinted from the moment of our own personal conception so from that mm. conception point in in time and then our growing in our mother's womb we are you know we're sponges until the age of like seven you know seven. from the point of conception to seven we are just like receiving all of this information from the world 
and forming our own patterns and belief systems mm. around the information that we're given. We can't create patterns or imprints or beliefs about information that we're not given because we're not given it and we're not mm. developed enough to kind of search or look for information oh, outside of, mm. yeah. So we just kind of, whatever information is in our field, we take on and we form our own beliefs around that. And that really does start with our time in the womb. Mm. A lot of kind of imprints of sexuality um, start in the womb, especially for women, um, yeah, women who are like, well, women birthing women. There is, of course, imprints with men as well. But how a mother feels about her own sexual energy is passed on to the child in the womb, mm. especially around um, sexuality of, of conception and birth. Birth is a sexual experience. Like what gets yeah. the baby in gets the baby out. Baby out. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. You know, a birthing mother needs the same environment, uh, you know, and there's mm. a whole conversation around like disrupted birth. And, you know, yeah. really simply, I would just say, how many women would be happy with somebody walking in every hour, poking and prodding them in the yeah. when they're making love? <laughs> so, like, if you don't want it when you're having sex, then you definitely don't want it you when you're having a child. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. like, lands, right? Like it, lands. it lands a lot. Yeah. 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 I've had a lot of conversations around how important it is to heal our practices of birth because this really, it affects the woman giving birth but then it's like yeah. you just said it is affecting the baby that's coming into this world and yeah yeah so potent mm. yeah and like you know the the kind of distortion around sexuality for women at this time or what has been we are breaking through a lot actually mm. in in our current time but what has been for a very long time probably passed through family lineages um, and more and more we see women that are, you know, kind of unable to birth vaginally or uh, mm. emergency C-sections or even planned C-sections or things kind of going quite horribly wrong. Um, I use wrong as in the only word I know how to use, you know, the yeah. language is, is limiting. Um, and a lot of it is to do with this kind of like the sexual gateways of the womb opening for birth. And if mm. there is any trauma or patterns or mm. imprints or pain stored in those gateways the body will do absolutely everything it can possibly do to not go there because yeah like we spoke to that point where patterns or pain or trauma mm. if it doesn't need to be looked at or it will do everything to stay locked in its shape right yeah so everything even like not dilating the cervix mm -hmm. not opening the you know because it's like whoa when this baby comes out everything is going to be brought to the altar of this birth mm. like this birth is one big massive initiation and everything yeah. that lives in the womb <laughs> everything that lives in these yeah. gates of my sexual energy if it hasn't been looked at before is surely going to be brought into that space now we can't like just open for the birth and not open to all the other things that other live things. there yeah Totally. And so that's what's so amazing that all of the work that you're doing to help women in this time, because I think it is daunting. Like we, you know, we've done a lot of shadow work, you know, mm. I, we've talked about this, like we've done some deep work and it's not easy, but it's 
it's so important and you feel so much better on the other side. So I think that's, it's really beautiful how you can hold space for people and you've gone through it. So how can we help women to, to go through it? And mm. that's, maybe you can share some of the work that you do with women to help them. To yeah. Meet those. Mm. Yeah. So depending where they kind of enter their journey of healing and what their desired outcome is, I work with women uh, rebirthing. So we go all the way back to their point of conception mm. and heal their conception, gestation, uh, birth, kind of repatterning and releasing any imprints or traumas that they had their personal birth time. I also work with women working through their sexual gateways, their sexual energy in their womb. Um, that could be before conception or it could just be part of their own awakening into their sexual mm. um, liberation. And I also work with women on like a preconception journey. So we'll work to to clear and open the heart, the womb, and then uh, move into a deeper journey of understanding family imprints, um, family patterns to do with conception, to do with birth. Uh, and kind of clearing all of that before we then welcome in the the baby, the spirit baby for the conception. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I love that. It's because yeah. it, it, there is so much like there is so much work, but it can't. It's you know it, it's about finding you know people like you that can hold that space and you know guide you guide you mm. through it. And and as I said, I think it's just so important that we start this work now because I think it's a potent time. And I think you talk about really tapping back into that power within so like I I like the words that you use the sacred portal of the womb space to connect to our inner wisdom and divine feminine power maybe talk about that a little bit more I love how you share that (laughs) yeah yeah well it is just the, the ultimate space of creation like without womb no one would be here right it's every human's first home no matter how we left that space in whatever our birth was we all grew in our mother's womb and my experience of journeying through that is the kind of release of the birth mother and a returning to a greater mother of like this Mm -hmm. one cosmic womb or this one womb of the earth that all her children came from and we've all Mm -hmm. been birthed from that and we will all die into that and the path of really kind of going into that deep womb uh, consciousness the fe- deep, deep feminine is this journey of descent into the darkness. It is almost mm. a return to the underworld or a return to the earth or, you know, whatever re- resonates with us personally. Um, and it's this holy descent. And, and a lot of the time that can be so terrifying because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And yeah. essentially we are. <laughs> that is exactly what is happening. <laughs> yeah, there is a yeah. death not necessarily a physical leaving of this plane, but there is a a death of the external world to come into Mm. that internal space. And, you know, this happens for men too. I really want to just speak that into the space when they are on their path and they maybe are coming into that reverence to the divine feminine, whether that's in sacred Mm. relationship, whether that's in connection to the earth, whether that's in relationship to their own inner feminine, it requires a deep dying of the internalized structures of the wounded masculine, which has been so present in our world for such a long time. Mm. And that death is like, whether we call it an ego death or a dying of the kind of power over structures of masculine wounded masculine to die into the womb of the feminine or to come back to the womb of the mother 
yeah, so many distortions are healed in that space, mm. but it really calls for us to give ourselves fully to the belly of yeah. the earth. Yeah, yeah, to come yeah. back to the mother. Mm. Beautiful. I love how you. I love how you tapped in. I didn't think we would go that direction, but it's really yeah. power, powerful. That um, it's we we talk a lot about divine feminine, the rise of the divine feminine. You know, like birthing in new earth is awakening the divine feminine, but this is for the masculine as well. It's about awakening the divine feminine with them. And then it's for both women and for men to address the toxic masculine that we've been, we all have within us. And I think that's really important what you just hit on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're so there now, right? Like there's Mm. been so much work for, and there will always be a space for women's space and women's circles and men's work and men's circles. But this kind of like, you know, this 2020, this this kind of unified energy, um, which we're moving into, is also calling for us all to be in our own feminine and mm. our own masculine. No, masculine, yeah. As like balanced whole beings. Um, totally. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm. that unity consciousness that we can find inside ourselves or like the holy union within and then yeah. that can then be the transmission that we give the world, right? Regardless of whether that's in relationship or just a transmission that we give the world as a yeah. whole being. Um, mm. it, it's such a healing frequency, but that requires us to, yes, allow the kind of toxic masculine traits that have been so conditioned and imprinted into us to be released, to heal those, to welcome in a more divine masculine energy within our own self or men or women or um yeah genders or beings and then to also allow that it's interesting that we speak as this is just coming through now but we speak so much of the divine feminine rising but I wonder whether that actually mm-hmm. does her a disservice because actually she's mm. it's the great descent <laughs> she yeah. does not want to rise she wants to take us down and eat yeah. like <laughs> in the most beautiful way possible <laughs> and so it's like you know are we doing her a disservice by saying the feminine is rising like she's awakening mm. absolutely yeah. but is she rising or is that still a, a patriarchal or masculine yeah. structure wanting her to rise in order yeah. to yeah <laughs> she doesn't I totally rise <laughs> she yeah no she descends I think that I think you just hit it like right on the the nail. It's, (laughs) it is, it's, it is, like you said, it is awakening, but we're not rising. Like we're not going up into the sun. It's, it's Mm -mm. the earth. We're the earth. We're going down in the dark. That's the, you know, (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Yeah. And she's taking us, you know, this is, this is all of the work that I, I kind of offer and all of the work that I've been taken through by the mother you know she's taken Mm. me on so many journeys and it's always this sense of like falling down into the earth and then she takes me on a very deep like shamanic kind of initiation and then that becomes something that I then create for a journey for women that I work with Mm. um our our practices are always laying on the floor bringing them down and to see what's there we kind of forgot there's this whole world underneath the the surface of the soil Mm. yeah and it comes back to that bat like that inner masculine and feminine but it's also like we must be grounded as we as we rise, we need to be as we ascend or whatever you want to call it. With as um, we rise our vibration, what yeah. but we also have to be rooted and grounded. We're here on Earth on the Mother, 
Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. Choosing so to have a have this human a, experience. A human experience. Yeah, we can't escape it. And and that no. again, escaping this human journey is also a disservice to ourselves and to the collective and yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah, think. and to our soul mm. and what we yeah. came here to do, you know. To do. To humbly, what is it like? Chop wood, carry water. Like, what is the deepest spiritual practice that we know? It's some kind of like service to humanity, I'm, I'm sure. Mm. The, yeah. the most conscious, yogic, and like aware people that I, I know don't sit on a, a mat trying to transcend their body through meditation for hours a day. Yeah. They are yeah. in great divine, humbled service to the service. earth, to others, mm. to, yeah. And it's kind of, it goes beyond even believing or knowing that it's consciousness because it just moves through the heart in a very humble way. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what, like coming into the heart space. And I think that's something that you really work with, the, that mm. womb and heart space connection, because it's like, it's, it is again not descending from here into here in that mm. connection and it's like when we are empowered beings and we're moving from this space we're doing our our mission our purpose from mm. here mm. yeah yeah mm. the energy you know we see like the the higher energy centers or the higher aspects as this kind of like moving upwards triangle and then the lower energy is a downward yeah. triangle. But then when they meet at the heart, it creates the star. So it's like mm, the star. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's kind of, that's the space of the holy union, right? When the, the, mm -hmm. the masculine mind is humbled to the heart and the feminine has awakened the heart womb connection. We, we are kind of living from that whole space, uh, heart centered beings. And then love becomes our only transmission. Yeah. And, yeah what's more powerful than that just no. to be touched by divine love is so healing mm. yeah. all of the tools all of the tricks all of the things that you know they're great but they only offer yeah the, the deepest essence of that is just to be touched by a love so great so divine that it kind mm. of just dissolves all things that are not love the illusions yeah yeah oh, beautiful <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so yummy. The heart speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, the heart is such a great portal. And this is some work that I'm birthing through at the moment is a journey, like a four week kind of journey of transmissions um, into awakening the heart and then returning to love. Mm. And I really believe that the, you know, culture conditioning, we're just, especially in Western, I know a lot of other cultures have beautiful um rites of passage and ceremonies mm. but there's such a fear in the western culture of grief there oh, is a gosh, disassociation yeah yeah um, yeah mm -hmm. it's so huge yeah. it's so huge it's it's like we just don't want to feel it like I, I've had because I've experienced like we've talked about this I've experienced mm. loss I've lost my daughter at stillbirth and and I've really gone into the depths of grief. And when you go into those depths, then you rise from there, like the mm -hmm. Phoenix, you know, you rise from the ashes and that's so beautiful. But we, you know, just when people talking about death or any kind of, they just, they just shut it down because they don't want to tap into any of their grief or their sadness or yeah. whatever that is. But absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. On like, for me now seeing from a higher kind of, uh, I guess, awareness of myself, like I, my mum passed away when I was 19. 
And I just remember like so many of, of my friends at that time just kind of like, we're just dissolving. They just didn't know how to hold that space. We were just yeah. so young yeah. uh, and just kind of abandoned in the grief. And, and, and I now obviously see from a much kind of greater understanding that it was just like people, when they see people grieving, if they haven't touched that place in themselves, yeah. themselves, it's like, oh, um, okay, bye. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna... oh my God, <laughs> time out, time out. Or like, it'll be okay. <laughs> Like, yeah. when, when will the grief end? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just keep yourself busy. Just kind of move on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I remember someone saying, like, when when will this be over? When will that be over for you? Like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> never. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, the, yeah. Because it, when we understand the consciousness of grief, we understand that it is an expression of love. Yeah. Yeah. Totally everything is an expression of that yeah and I guess it's like again from our conditioning and what we were brought up is like we fear these emotions but Mm. where we well let's embrace them let's embody it let's let's be one with both sides you know it's like I I say a lot it's like if we don't go into the depths of the of our sorrow of our grief then we're gonna we're missing out on the leaps of bliss and ecstasy Mm. so we end up staying in like this middle ground of comfortability Yeah, but that's yeah. not that fun. No, and it's kind of like comfortable in the uncomfortable because the unconscious or the psyche or the soul knows that it's like here. It's like oh my god, like I'm kind of comfortable because I'm not looking at everything, but I've got aches, I've got pains, I've got yeah. anxiety, I've got depression, I've got like yeah. asthma, I've got what you know, a, a, a <laughs> thousand different things that could yeah. happen. So it's kind of like I'm kind of comfortable here because I'm not looking at any of my emotions, but it's coming out in distorted, funky ways in my body or in my health or in my behaviors to others, especially Mm -hmm. in relationship. We're in relationship to everything and everyone, right? So not only like romantic partners or family, but everything, the way Mm -hmm. we relate to the world, it all comes out in funky ways when it's not brought into the light of consciousness or awareness. Totally. And we, yeah, we can't feel those full spectrums. Like when we go to grief, we can go to love. When we go to yeah. sadness, we can go to joy. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, if you look at the macrocosm of what's happening on the planet right now, you can just see that that's mirroring what we're all kind of like the disharmony we feel with mother earth and, yeah. you know, these systems that are not actually serving us anymore, but this is what this time is for. It's like, again, it is that awakening to what's what's happening yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and it's been this great holy descent right like pulling people back into their homes you're not allowed Mm. to go out you're not allowed to play out you've got to stay in your space which you know our homes are kind of like an extension of our womb our the the womb we grew in you know not out so for men and women like it's interesting (laughs) that's interesting to like kind of like see how we create our home and what that might have been a, a reflection of our original home. I'm packing it. <laughs> Getting it all in. The, the, the speaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's where did I want to go with that? But <laughs> but I think it's it, so is, um, it is so important for us to t- take that. And like we coming back to what we talked about in the beginning yeah. is like we do have to it's like that inner journey and that inner work and doing the shadow work it's important yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and it kind of what helps me sometimes when I, I'm like, I feel that, okay, something's there, but I, I can notice myself trying to distract. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but you know, actually, let's not make it about myself. Because when I start to shift and change within myself, this does reflect and help the collective. So it's like, mm. I like to take it outside myself as well. Yeah. Internal, external. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I speak to that a lot um, with yeah, a lot of my clients, actually. And also about sharing, you know, about sharing our stories or sharing our journeys. Mm. And that might begin just with, for some people as a personal like blog post or a personal Instagram where you just share parts of your healing journey. And a mm. lot of the time it's so healing because when things are shared, they, they are lightened. But you just never yes. know who could read something that you share and how that could be a huge catalyst for a great change in, in their world. So even if you write an Instagram post on one or a Facebook post or a blog post and one person reads it and it has such an impact on them, it then filters yeah. through to all the people that they touch and then all the people that they touch and then so mm. on. So in those moments where we are scared or fearful of sharing or speaking about our own experiences or doing that healing and looking at that part of ourselves, if we can bring it out of the ego, essentially out of the self and into a greater understanding that when this happens, it creates a ripple in the entire consciousness of the planet. Totally, totally. And I think you get stories. I think it's just, mm. it's, the, it's the most, it's one of the most important healing tools, I, th I think. Like I, I talk about it a lot in the realm of like stillbirth and telling women like, oh, sh you know, bring, bringing people together to share your story. Like I found when I was sharing my story more, I was really lucky to be in a space. I was doing my yoga teacher training when I, I lost um, Zara. So I had a space where people were, were okay for me to share. Um, but when you share your story, it's so healing for yourself. But like you said, it's also then other people can get in touch too with yeah. that, whatever, again, that grief, you know, and, and, and being vulnerable and, mm. and yeah. Yeah. Is, mm. Yeah. It's so healing. So healing. Because of course, if we have enough awareness in those spaces, whether, you know, you found it with your yoga teacher training, or it may be a group online course or program or something there's so much medicine that comes through the mm. the space and there's always kind of like this divine constellation that seems to happen where people are brought together and they they all are a part of each other's healing journey in their own journey and when one person yeah. talks about their thing their experience so you can almost see somebody else in the space like <gasps> And it's like, oh, that hit you. Where yeah. did it hit you? Yeah. What is that for you? Yeah. And then it becomes this kind of like, yeah, like this beam of light that moves around like, the group. Yeah. And it creates this like code. It's like a geometric energy pattern yeah. that forms in yeah. the, in, and that becomes the healing code for that space. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. I, I love that. I love that. Again, I'm really loving your analogies today. Um, but I, I, think, I think that, and again, that comes back, like we're all on our individual journeys, going on our individual path, and we need to heal our individual self. But again, that we're all in this interconnected web of the collective and that how, you know, it's to see the microcosm and the macrocosm of what's what's happening in our world. And when we 
you know, come in spaces like this. And this is what like you do, you, you have circle, you know, you host Mm. circles of women and this is, this is what our ancestors did. This is ancient practices of how we used to heal. We would come together in circles and it's kind of, and now, I mean, it's, I think more and more people are doing it, but there's such potency in circle work. Yeah. And actually like very little needs to be done in order for a great transformation to happen. The more simple Mm. the process, the greater the the transformation, because what's allowed in that is space. So sometimes there can still be that, that patterning of needing, like as a facilitator, I guess, like there's been a huge journey of of that, um, that for myself of wanting to bring all of these things into the space and fill it essentially, which is still not allowing the space for what wants to, what the divine actually wants to move through. And when the space is held, my intention is always just with this great transmission of love that just moves through without very little Mm. words and with very little tools and that becomes the healing bomb yeah and people to be seen and witnessed yeah in that space yeah see being seen and witnessed that's the key part I think like it's the potency of just being heard and being able to express and be able to seen and just be listened to it yeah yeah so powerful yeah and I mean that requires a presence from and Mm. when we are the the person holding that space for another to be so present with them means that we have to have done some kind of work yeah yeah Yeah. the present with (laughs) ourselves we have to do the work yeah because of course that that thing can happen where somebody says oh I'm dealing with this pain or this grief and if that hasn't been addressed in ourselves we will shut that down in order to not feel our own pain we will change Mm. the trajectory of what they're sharing in order to appease our own internal world but you Mm. can really tell when somebody's been there themselves because they're like okay what is this bring it show me yeah let me see this Mm. totally Mm. <laughs> yes, but I think that it comes down to it's like no matter what what your work you do, it's like we're we're always going to be forever doing it, and it's like a, always layers of internal work, inner work that yeah. we'll be doing, and and the more we can be okay with that, the easier it be- becomes. The more we can yeah. transition and transmute it, and yeah, the yeah, more, and the more we can be of service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course kind of knowing that there's no beginning there's no end it, it never mm. started and it'll never be over it's just a constant transfiguration transmutation transformation of of what is in each moment mm. yeah it becomes so much more subtle of course the more and more we mm. do and these kind of like really like finite like pieces Ooh, that's there that's there they're, they're not yeah. such great big like life shattering patterns or things that we see but that's where we really get to play in those like really yeah. subtle places like oh yeah. sneaky there <laughs> I you see are. what you're doing <laughs> hello old friend <laughs> come, oh, the table. come on <laughs> yeah it's like that it's like okay come on let's, yeah. let's have a little powwow about this yeah I know you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then when we bring the frequency of joy into the healing, like it's the high, one of the highest frequencies we have, where we we can play with it like that, like yeah. oh sneaky, here you are, what do you want? Come on, come in. Mm. It becomes like this jovial, joyful, innocent play, and that in itself is so healing. There's no resistance mm. or denying of this this part. 
it's just a full yeah. like joyful welcome and like here you are come in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I listened to one, uh, one person explain it. Like whenever you, you're feeling something or something coming up, like just, but just act like it's your friend and you're just bringing them into the table and you're sitting down and you're going to have a conversation with them yeah. and see yeah. what, see what comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it really exactly. just like shifts that energy around it and makes it, like you said, that more jovial. Joyful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Oh, so so there's so much like again we we talked about like so many layers of things that we've, mm. we've gone through and but I think it is like kind of where we got we kind of started where it's like oh wow it's really intense like there's so much traumas and things that we're carrying and it can be so heavy but then when you start to just let it unfold then you then you again you can come into that playfulness so I guess for the audience you know when you're if you are going to start this journey. You can know that it can be hard, but then it can get to a place of more yeah. peace and joy. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. We kind of like break through those shadows or those points of initiation or open those gateways and the paths become clearer. So whether we see that as like our emotional pathways, our energetic pathways, and of course, then we let more life in. We let Mm. our lived experience we just let more life force move through us we let more life in we become what we are which is full spectrum human beings Mm. right with a mass kind of variety of emotional expressions um Mm. yeah and that's again it's like like this this full spectrum and then it's this then we take this full power back within ourselves as well that sovereignty that that nothing outside us can can affect us because we we are so in touch with ourselves and there's such a a beauty and power there yeah and and when we know that everything is happening outside of us is a reflection of something yeah within us yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so that kind of macro and micro comes into that that its own union which heals the wound of separation (laughs) or the illusion that there is any separation yeah and then we remember that we are one whole and that we are one whole and yes <laughs> <laughs> we really went for a circle here I love yeah this. <laughs> yeah this whole podcast was an example of the spiral okay. path of the womb <laughs> yeah, totally. if you want to know what womb healing is like this <laughs> this is what it is and then it's like oh yeah now it all makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> you know that diagram so healing is not linear this this podcast has shown that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay we really mapped this out we really yeah. on a full spiral here you know tapping into what that again it's like the feminine energy is this spiral it's not yeah. it's not linear and it's that um yeah, I think that's what's really beautiful. And and again, there's like, there's no beginning and there's no end. It's just this mm. spiral around. Ah, okay, so mm. let's let's talk a little bit about, more about your work that you do and some of your programs that you have, because you're doing so much. Like we've, we've tapped into the womb healing that you do that I think is really mm. beautiful and important. And I think that also leads into um, the work I really love that you do is the conscious conception and preconception awareness, because I think... Mm. That's so important for... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have many different kind of like avenues where people can, women can kind of um, join this journey. 
um, I hold circles online like twice a month. So they kind of have their own journey, their own theme. And then um, that can then lead women on a path into womb healing. It can lead them on a path into healing the womb ready for conception. Um, the preconception and uh, awareness and conscious conception is very much kind of coded around the conception of a child because we work with the spirit baby realm. But I also work with women um, individually and uh, mentoring, putting them on maybe a conception of a vision or a brand or mm. uh, their, their business. And we go through a whole journey of conception and gestation and birth of that. Um, mm. So it's really transferable into all the areas of that. I also work with the rebirthing. So I support, yeah, on the journey of rebirth. Um, that feels really powerful to kind of begin to open up to men too, um, which mm. maybe that will start to to come through. Yeah. And so I have the conscious conception journey starting in spring in 2021. And then in February, I have a like a four week immersion, which is all about returning to the heart, returning to love. And that journey is about um, opening the heart womb connection uh, and honoring grief rituals, um, yes. opening, yeah, opening to love, um, kind of, and then like sound healing, shamanic journeying, meditation, uh, all to kind of, you know, February always feels like the month of the heart because of Valentine's mm. and yeah. it's a great kind of time and a real time to like birth life through the heart. I really feel there's going to be a great shift collectively at that time. Mm. So that would be a really beautiful journey to kind of gather and explore the heart in a much deeper way to hopefully allow more beings to honor grief so that they can hold love. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. I think yeah. this, this is definitely this is work is so needed right now. And I and I think it's like all you talked about, like this is bringing rituals back into our day, bringing the sacredness back into our into our lives and honoring that and mm. getting again. It's like it's getting more in touch, touch with the feminine, the nature, the um, and bringing that balance back in. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really requires us to slow down, essentially. Yes, I talk about that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm. just to go in with the rhythms of nature and yeah, if this year has taught anybody anything, it's that like slowing down is really being called for. Mm. Mm, totally. And I think it is like, because we are cyclical beings, but yeah. we've been living it, we've been living in this life where we have to go, go, go and do, do, do. And we're on this like, woo, woo, woo. But mm. I, you know, I'm sure you come across this and, you know, in the work I do as well. It's like so many women are burnt out and, and stressed yep. and many people are. And yeah. Yeah. And that, mm. you know, affects our whole vitality and our mm. whole life force, the chi, the prana which yeah. then of course has such a huge impact on our creative energy, mm. which then, you know, women who struggle into birth their visions in the world because they're just so burnt out or the path mm. of conception. We see in this so much, you know, in the collective kind of women struggling on the path of conception and really having no known reason or no known medical kind of uh, mm. diagnosis and just this kind of like, oh, it's a mystery. And it's like if the body's yeah. burnt out and the creative energy is not there, then how like, can anything be created? Yeah. Yeah. So much adrenaline going. <laughs> Your body's in yeah. fight or flight. So why would I want to produce anything? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I'm terrified <laughs> of life. Like really, you know, why would I create anything? I just wanna I just wanna hide underneath a tree, yeah, like a rock or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, Thank you so much too. for being here. I think we could probably um, keep talking for a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but is there yeah. any uh, final tidbits that you would like to share with mm. us? Yeah, I guess the message is always just to slow down, to come back to the body, to the breath, the heart, the belly, the womb. Um, mm become comfortable with space allow space because that's when those kind of natural rituals will fall into our life and that might be that you know making a pot of tea or making a cacao or just sitting and listening to a piece of music that you like for five minutes it doesn't have Mm. to look like anything from any other kind of culture or place in the world to be a moment of ritual or a moment of prayer or a moment of connection allow them to be moments that are yeah that are natural for you that just kind of that organically grow from you maybe watering the plants or yeah something that just feels like if I really pause and appreciate this as a moment um yeah slowing down actually allows way more to happen in our life anyway so that's the key yes slowing down and I think this is actually like I mean besides having this whole year of craziness but also a lot of opportunity to slow down but I think as we approach you know the the holidays in yeah. this time of year it's also a very good time to really hold that in your heart and mind to yeah. to embrace that mm. yeah and if the spiral path teaches us anything is there's nowhere to get anyway <laughs> we're just constantly spinning around on ourselves <laughs> <Yeah>. so um <laughs> what's the rush <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere to be (laughs) I just like imagining a cat like chasing its tail it's basically what we're doing yeah yeah like running around chasing our tail yeah there's Mm -hmm. a divine time into everything so the soft yeah surrender into that Mm. Mm, yeah that's such a, a that feminine way of just and again like that what you talked about that the scent is really we it's that surrender that mm. surrender into ourselves and oh beautiful thank you so <sighs> much mm, thank I you for so having good. me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good <laughs> oh you're really doing such amazing work and I'm just really happy that you're sharing that you shared that with us and you're sharing that with the world and and yeah I can look forward to continue collaborating with you and and if you want to know more about Rebecca this beautiful being I will have all all her her details below thank Mm. you Rebecca thank you thank you for for having me yes Yes. thank you thank you take care (laughs) slow days Slow, slow days. Put it in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Birthing in New Earth, our gatherings, events, our amazing collective of speakers, please join us over at Instagram at Birthing in New Earth. If you liked what you listened to today, please subscribe, leave us some stars, any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Any topics that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day.